and take care. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. A public policy expert urges the people of Hong Kong to stop seeing Beijing as an adversary. Some runners in the Hong Kong streetathon dress up in gear usually only seen at anti-government protests. And the number of people killed by the devastating bushfires in Australia has risen to 28. An expert on public policy from Lingnan University says it's time to stop thinking of Beijing as an adversary. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Professor Ha Lok Sang cited instances in which the SAR had benefited from central government decisions. He said, for example, that localists should welcome the fact that the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, or NPCSC, had overturned a court of final appeal ruling that all children born of permanent residents had the right of a vote. It was Beijing that protected Hong Kong from possible population explosion when the NPCSC overrode the 1999 CFA ruling that all children born of permanent residents, no matter where they were born, had the right of abode in Hong Kong. The NPCSC interpretation of the basic law at that juncture should be welcomed by today's localists because it alleviated the possible burden on Hong Kong in public housing, healthcare, education and other community services. Professor Ho also said the NPCSCS, the NPCSC's 2004 controversial interpretation regarding the election of the chief executive had merely reflected Beijing's caution and that it had never promised unconditional universal suffrage. Some runners participating in the Hong Kong Streetathon have been wearing black shirts signaling their support for the recent protests and shouted slogans when Chief Secretary Matthew Zheng spoke at the event. Mr. Zheng was officiating at the start of the race on Island Eastern Corridor this morning and some people booed him during his speech and chanted slogans often heard at anti-government protests. The races, 10 kilometers and 32 kilometers, were also the first large-scale running events that have been allowed by to be held since social unrest rocked Hong Kong last summer. The number of deaths attributed to Australia's current bushfire season has risen to 28 after another firefighter lost their lives. Bill Slade had 40 years' experience helping fight fires in the state of Victoria. This report from the BBC's Jonathan Head. Bill Slade was part of a team working to contain a fire in the Alpine region of Victoria when he was killed by a falling tree, one of the greatest hazards in bushfire-affected areas of Australia. Four other workers involved in firefighting have died in the past two months, two of them in a vehicle that was also struck by a falling tree. The authorities say that the threat to communities from strong southwesterly winds, which came on Friday, has eased. Holidaymakers are being told that they can return to most of the areas which were evacuated during severe fires last weekend. President Donald Trump has expressed his support for anti-government protesters in Iran. They marched through the streets of Tehran late in the night, angry at the Iranian military for having mistakenly shot down a passenger plane. Tweeting in Persian and English, Mr. Trump warned the Iranian authorities not to attack the demonstrators. Earlier, Britain's ambassador to Iran was briefly held in Tehran on suspicion of having incited the protests. Here's the BBC's James Landale. The Foreign Office sources said Rob McCare was attending a vigil for those who died on the Ukrainian airliner shot down by an Iranian missile. When this turned into an anti-government demonstration, he left and went to a barber shop where he was arrested. Iranian news agencies claimed he'd been detained for allegedly helping to organise the protests. 
The Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, said the arrest, without grounds or explanation, was a flagrant breach of international law. Air accident investigators from Canada have headed to Iran to assist in the probe into Wednesday's crash of Ukraine International Airlines Flight 752 from Tehran to Kiev, which killed 176 people, including 57 Canadians. Ukraine and Canada have both urged Iran to hold the perpetrators accountable. Thousands of people in Thailand have taken part in park runs across the country to protest against the military-backed government and call for more political freedom. At least 10,000 people registered for the so-called run-against-dictatorship in the capital, Bangkok, while parallel events were held in other cities. The protests follow last year's disputed general election in which former military ruler Prayut Chanocha was returned as prime minister. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Deadly winter storms have struck massive parts of the U.S., bringing rain, ice, snow and tornadoes. And officials have said conditions could become worse later today. Here's the BBC's Peter Goffin. At least seven people have died after extreme weather drove across large swathes of the United States. In the southern state of Louisiana, an elderly couple was killed when their caravan was thrown more than 60 meters by a tornado. More deaths have been reported in Alabama amid tornado warnings there. And in Texas, snowfall has been blamed for at least one fatal road accident. Freezing rain in the Midwest has left the states of Missouri, Kansas, and Iowa coated in nearly a centimeter of ice. Hundreds of flights have been delayed, and thousands of people across the country have been left without power. As one U.S. weather official put it, pick your threat. Everything is going on. Forecasters have said two-thirds of the U.S. and parts of Canada will be affected by the storms. And the worst could be yet to come, with sleet and more freezing rain predicted from the American Northeast through to the Midwest. A new ceasefire has come into effect in the Syrian province of Idlib, the last bastion of jihadist and opposition fighters in the country. In the run-up to the truce, which was brokered by Russia and Turkey, the region was the target of government airstrikes. More, the, from, more details from the BBC's Sebastian Asher. Since the Syrian government renewed its offensive on Idlib in the past few weeks, ground and airstrikes have devastated towns and villages. It's created a new exodus of hundreds of thousands of civilians, but with nowhere to go, as Idlib was for many their final refuge. Just hours before the ceasefire was due to start at midnight, new attacks killed at least 18 civilians, among them six children. President Assad's ultimate goal is to retake all of the province. A previous ceasefire back in August may have avoided the worst, but it failed to prevent at least 1,000 more deaths of civilians caught in the crossfire. Rebel forces based in eastern Libya have announced a ceasefire in their campaign against troops of the United Nations-backed government in Tripoli. It's already said it would welcome a truce. The BBC's Nicolas Rocha reports. The Libyan military commander Khalifa Haftar accepted a truce to halt a nine-month-long offensive to seize the capital Tripoli following calls by Russia and Turkey. But he warned he would respond severely if the Tripoli-based government violated it. The German Chancellor, Angela Merkel, said on Saturday that she would host talks in Berlin later this month aimed at ending the conflict in Libya. She said the African Union had an important role to play in ending the fight. The governing Labour Party in Malta has chosen a new leader. Robert Abella will replace Joseph Muscat as Prime Minister. He stepped down amid a scandal over the murder of an investigative journalist, Daphne Caruana Galizia. Mr. Muscat has denied claims he shielded close associates implicated in the investigation. 
Senior members of the British royal family will gather tomorrow to discuss the future relationship between the monarchy and Prince Harry and his wife Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. It follows the Sussex's declaration last week that they would step back from their roles as senior members of the royal family. Here's the BBC's Nick Witchell. I think a range of possibilities will be presented, a little bit of a reality check perhaps for the Sussexes, and they will hope to agree the next steps. They need to pin down things like how much work do the Sussexes really want to do, official royal work, and what will be the rules of the game for their non-royal work? What will be the protocols which will be there to prevent them to be brutal about it, cashing in too blatantly on their royal status? Sport for the latest from the Hong Kong Golf Open. We can go. We go live to Adam Jung and Fan Ling. Hello, Adam. Hi, Pierre. The overnight leader Wade Ornsley is uh, starting to pull away from the pack here in Fan Ling after a bogey to start the final round. The Australian ran off three consecutive birdies and has now gone 15 under par to lead by four shots. Ormsby has only two professional wins under his belt, and one of them was right here in Hong Kong in 2017. The Thai duo of Gun Cherenkol and Jas Jawatananen are tied for second at 11 under par, with India's Rashid Khan a further shot behind. British Open champion Shane Lowry still hanging around at 9 under. He's six shots off the lead. 17-year-old Alex Yang will likely finish the tournament as Hong Kong's best player. He's at five under par midway through his final round. This is Adam Jung reporting live at the Hong Kong Open. U.S. football, the San Francisco 49ers have halted the Minnesota Vikings' giant killing run, moving to within one win of a place in the Super Bowl with a ruthless 27-10 playoff victory. To end the news, our top stories once again. A public policy expert urges the people of Hong Kong to stop seeing Beijing as an adversary. Some runners in the Hong Kong streetathon dress up in gear, usually only seen at anti-government protests. And the number of people killed by the devastating bushfires in Australia has risen to 28. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. And let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka. Cause you know that I'm the one that keep you warm, Chaka. I make it more just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me wanna scream. Let me rock you, rock
Yeah. 